us. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each month, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Schedule a private session with Marie if you'd like to talk with her one-on-one. It'll be a healing experience that you'll garner great insight from. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We are live here in Seattle, kind of overcast Seattle. I always mention the weather so that you'll look out your window, wherever you are in the world, and get present, maybe a little grounded, and so that we can do our evolution and consciousness work here on the air all over the world. And so being in the moment is how it all works, which I know can be annoying. We read, we read about it, hear about it all the time about being present, but it's really the only way it works. One of the great things about today, though, and being present in all the way that the word present means is we have Deborah Silverman here um, That's live. almost like a present itself. It is. It's like a present. Deborah Silverman has been an astrologer and therapist for over 33 years. She lives in Boulder, Colorado. We have been blessed to have her in Seattle many, many times. In fact, she'll be back in November. Um, the weekend of the 6th and the 7th, teaching a wonderful class on astrology. You can find out about that through her website and also through my office. I'd be happy to give you that information. And Deborah is hysterical. She's funny. So the next hour is going to be very funny, in my mind anyway. It's going to be funny. And one of the things that Deborah does is she you know, looks at astrology through the f- four elements. Right, Deborah? You're here? That's right. Yes. So you so make all it of easy. My work is based on that base note of the four directions or the four elements. It's actually an old system that is as old as astrology, which is the oldest science in the world, and it's also the basis of all the Hawaiian cultures. And the Buddhists have the four noble truths, and even the old Kabbalahs they have the four worlds. So these four directions of water being the emotional world, and air being your thoughts, and earth being the practical manifestation, and fire being your joy. Those are the four doorways that really create balance or a foundation. So that's what I do. I help people figure out which one of them, which element in them is missing, and which element is really strong, and what did they come here to learn? Because we've all come in with some great story that gives us reason to have to learn and grow. No one came here with the easy ride of just being enlightened as soon as we arrived. Right. We wish, right? We wish. Wouldn't that be a nice thought? Yeah. Well, you know, and then we probably wouldn't even come here. 
you know, we probably <laughs> would need to. But what I loved in the class that we taught together um, this last summer is that you also taught people what their soul's purpose was, um, you know, where their strengths were, whether it was in fire, air, or water, as you just spoke about. It was incredibly helpful. And we all learned a lot about each other in the class. I mean, it was quite amazing. It's a fun doorway. It's like if you think about your kids or you think about your family members, some people don't talk at all and they're really water and they're sensitive and they cry all the time or they don't cry and they're secretive and they don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And then some mm-hmm. people don't stop talking. That would be air. <laughs> we call them airheads. They forget where they're going and they lose their keys and they can't remember their name <laughs> or what their kid's name is. And then there's those earth people who are so grounded. And then there's people that can't take care of money at all. They can't ground and they find themselves really dealing constantly with how do I cover the bills and how do I cross the T's and dot the I's. And then there's those fiery people who are so loud, they walk in the house and you can't find the volume knob. You're like, <laughs> yeah. what makes them so? And they're so happy. This is a definite Marie. They're so happy, you want to think, what did they eat? (laughs) And then there are people that that deal with depression where you just go, wow, they're grumpy all the time, and they say things, and they stick their foot in their mouth. And so we look at these different characteristics with compassion. That's really the art. Uh What is it about each of us? Because you can't change it. And, and I always tell everybody I don't really believe in astrology, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I luckily got to have dinner in Hawaii recently because we were both. Oh, that was so fun. It was so fun. We were both in Kauai at the same time writing, which is fabulous. I'd love to hear how you're. Yeah, coincidentally. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you talked about is how people can find through your readings and their true selves, their true sense of origin, you know, remember more of who they are. That's the whole point. Right, that's the whole point. Can you imagine? I mean, my fantasy is that mothers could look at their kids at a young age and say, I understand why you're here, and let me give you your purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And then the kid would say, Mom, and not that the kid wouldn't still have a huge discovery to go through, because it still requires, you know, a a big lesson. Because even if someone tells us or we figure it out, it doesn't mean that we're going to follow what's been told to us. Right. But the right. question is, as parents, and certainly as partners, the more, I call it intimacy, into me I see. So the closer <laughs> I can get to you is the more I know me. So if I know that I can say to you, listen, if I'm not giggling or laughing or having something to tickle me, I'm going to get bored, and then I'm going to go find myself wandering down the street, and I know that's true about me, I require a certain entertainment factor, or the opposite. If I know that what I really need is quiet, in order to feel at peace, I have to have really downtime, mm-hmm. then that's intimacy because I get to share with you what's true. Mm-hmm. So you started off as a therapist. I did. That was the funny part. People would come into my office and they would tell me their problems, and then I would quickly discover that what they were saying about themselves was so negative. And yes, of course, they came to see a therapist because they were having a challenge, but I would look at them going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to help you review your way of seeing yourself, and understand what God was thinking when they made you. (laughs) That's one of my favorite questions. Whenever someone really bugs me, I look over and I think, what was God thinking when they made you? (laughs) And it immediately puts me into the observer position where I can step back and look at them and try to understand really, honestly, what is the point of this person's lifetime? What are they trying to learn? And then my compassionate heart opens. So that's really the thing that, as a therapist, when they came to see me, and they started off by telling me they're painful. And it was always, everyone's got a story. Right. That, you know, I love that quote from Ellie Wiesel, the reason why God made humans is because God loves stories. <laughs> everyone's got one, right? Right, everyone's got one. And so what got you into astrology? So then what happened was I was um, in my undergrad studying. I was, originally I was a dance therapist. And I was 
introduced to this woman who was a triple Gemini who could talk more than me, and she was an astrologer. And I took her home for the holidays to my house, to my family's home, and she went around the table with this book, and she described to each character, my exotic, strange Jewish family, um, who they were. And I couldn't get over her ability to describe these creatures, these crazy characters. And then we got in the car, and we were driving back to school, and I said to her, would you teach me what you just did? And then within about a month, she had to, she had, was a year older than me, and she'd already graduated. And she was going off to a far-off place in Canada. I was in school in Toronto. And her dad said, would someone go with her and drive across the country, and I'll fly them back. And so she said, would you drive with me? And I said, yes, under one condition, if I can drill you on astrology, because I'm an auditory. I need to learn through words, mm-hmm. through listening, mm-hmm. which is how I teach. I teach people in the astrology class very simply so people can get it and retain it. So she said, yes, I got in the car, and there were all these books in the back seat, and I kept drilling her, and finally, like, like six hours in, she was like, Deb, could you go pick up a book? And I was like, no, 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 I need to hear it from you. And so for the next, literally two days, I drilled her. I went through every single part of astrology, and by the end of it, I had really grasped it and found myself at a very young age. I was only in my 20s. Wow. That's amazing. And then I was so in love with it, I couldn't help but give astrology readings away to everybody I met. <laughs> Those were the days. And, and here it is, it's some 30-some years later, and I'm still captured by the fascination of what makes you tick, and why are you the way you are, and how can I help you fall in love with you? Because there are some parts of our character that won't go away. You know, you can try all you want to be the neat freak if you're a mess, and you can learn to be organized. It's definitely a skill, and that's what I look at when I see a chart. Like, if someone has a life lesson in Earth, like in your case, either they're too practical and they work too hard, or they're impractical and they don't work at all. And I, my job is to help them balance which side of the rowboat are they rocking toward. <laughs> and then help them balance it out so that they can be in unison in their life rather than exactly. scatter. Exactly. So, what happened originally when I was, you know, doing therapy, then I got to graduate school and started doing sessions, and people would come in and they would tell me their problems, and I'd look at them and I'd think, gee, your way of seeing yourself is going to make this a long process. Why don't I help by telling you what I see <laughs> using the chart? And then I shortened, the, I shortened therapy, so it's no longer that long process of do you love your mother. It's more like what does your soul think when it shows that crazy lady? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm loving that. That is absolutely gorgeous. I'm loving that. So would you like to do some readings? Because we have callers that are waiting um, to have I'd you. I'd love to do some readings, and I, I look yeah. forward to... Um, playing astrology with you in November. I know. Well, you know, I won't be co-teaching with you this time, but I will be in the class. I know. I'm I'm attending. They have you learn about your chart. I have such a passion to teach people this language because it is the oldest and most cosmic doorway to actually understand. You don't have to believe in it. You just have to come and take the class and go, oh, my goodness. Well, and that's what I remember now more than anything when we were in Kauai is that you actually now finally do believe in astrology. <laughs> yeah, that my, the subtitle of the book I'm working on is the I Don't Believe in Astrology book. But you're right. It's taken me this long, and now there's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're convinced. So who do we have, Eric? Well, our first caller today is Susan calling from Spokane. She was born August 28, 1945 at 1110 a.m. in Sioux City, Iowa. Hi there, Sue. Hi. So do you know astrology at all? No, I'm learning a little bit about it, but I really don't know very much at all. I've, I've had a chart, a free chart from the Internet, but that's about all I know. So do you want me just to jump in and give you some information? Yeah, I'd be glad to, ha- to hear it. 
Okay, and then and then we're going to do this together, right, Marie? Sure, sure, whatever you want. Go right ahead. I love when you give your intuitive hits. Okay, okay go right well, ahead. the first thing that stands out in your chart is you've just come through a really hard time. The last two years have not been easy, but there should be a shift already. Can you feel the difference? I hope so. I, you know, it seems <laughs> like there's been a shift, but I... Um, You're scared I to trust it? Yeah, I think it's still shifting. You know, just literally, all those Virgos out there, they just went through this really challenging time. And it's Saturn just entered Libra, which is now challenging Libras, um, about a month and a half, two months ago. So you're literally in a brand new cycle that happens um, to have changed just recently. So what I want you to know is your chart has a very hard work ethic. You are someone who's very reliable and very steady. But the challenge is that you're not the most decisive character. Is that true? <laughs> very true. So one of your dilemmas is that you have so much error, my language, you have so much error in your chart that the ideas go flying around, and then you criticize yourself for not getting things done. But really, in relative terms, Susan, you do way more. You're such a nurturer. You must have a, a family that you really take care of. Well, that's been the difficulty the last two years. <laughs> What's yeah. that to tell us? Huh? Tell us the story. Ellie Wiesel, we love stories. Tell us your story. <laughs> well, Marie's heard the story already because um, I'm, a, I'm not estranged from my son, but there's a lot of distance, and that's been really hard on me because he was somebody that I was very close to. So this is your life lesson, as Marie was saying. You have Saturn and Cancer, and this lifetime you've come in to learn about letting go. And mm -hmm. it's one of the most difficult lessons on this planet. That's yes, why the is. Buddhist has... So, so this is, nothing's wrong. See, the challenge for you is, because you're Virgo, is you criticize all the time. But this is a school of hard knocks, and you're being taught the art, which is not easy, of letting go of those you love with trust mm -hmm. that the bigger picture or the design or God's will or his will will reveal itself with time. Yeah, but you've got to be willing to trust that, and this is the shift. You're at the point now where trust, which is a very one of my favorite words in the English language, to really trust that there's not, there really is a mistake, and there's not, a, there's not, it's nothing's wrong. But when you're Virgo, everything seems wrong, right? <laughs> I love Virgos; they're so sweet. And what do you love about them, Marie? I, I just think they're honest and kind and, yes, maybe a little controlling, but I love their honesty and their integrity so much I find it really attractive. It's refreshing because we know we can trust you. You have moon and Taurus, Susan, so you're a very stable person. And your son, has, your life lesson this lifetime is not just with your son. It's with your own earthly family. You have to let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so that's, that's easy for me to say. Go ahead. It's been consistent. There, there's been a consistent pattern of just let go, let go, let go. So this all makes sense. So if you could apply, this is the gift of astrology. When we can see from the big picture, from what I call the 13th sign, where we step off the chart entirely, and you go, wow, Susan, this has been a theme your whole life. Mm -hmm. With your mom, with your dad, it never ends. You have to keep letting go. And then eventually, you're going to get really good at breathing, trusting, and giving your power over to that, which is much more intelligent than we'll ever be. <laughs> Thank God they know what's going on. Uh, but we're yeah. just cute and little, and it's an exercise here to see how humble, as little creatures, we can be to the powers that are so far greater than ours. Yeah. You know, I've got to tell you this, Marie. I, I'm going to see the Hubble 3D IMAX. Have you heard about this? No. Can I come? You, I wish you were here. It's, I'm going, and it's all the planets, and you've got these 3D uh, glasses on, and you're in the middle of the cosmos, and all of a sudden, we look so cute and little. Oh, it just sounds gorgeous. So, Susan, just remember this. Your attachment to the human, 
your feelings, your son, those you love, is a beautiful human trait. It's a quality that makes us so tender. And your life this lifetime has to do with the big picture. You promised you would take the big picture and learn more about the spiritual, which is why you're hanging with Marie and you called us today. Yeah. So you're perfectly positioned for the lesson, but, you know, it's like being in school. Here comes the test, and we try to sneak out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Unless the, you're Marie, and then you go right into the class with your sharpened pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that trust was an important word that you mentioned, Deborah, because really you're, you already know all this. Everything about your son you already know. It's like that voice inside of you you've already heard, but you just don't want to buy into that wonderful voice that's telling you the truth. Um, and when you do, you feel great, and then that human personality comes up and says, oh, my gosh, we should be friends, we should be getting along, or whatever it is that we say we should be doing while we're in bodies. Should is the key word. Yeah, but trusting that inner voice is really important. It's very important. And that has been one of my struggles. And I'll tell you what the good news is, Susan, is that your transits have just made a shift, and you've got your Libra rising and Saturn's in Libra, so your soul is getting ready for a big lesson. I wouldn't be surprised if the relationship between you and your son clears in about a year's time. You're going to look back and go, oh, it was so hard, but I'm Aww, so glad I... that's good. wonderful. Good. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you so much, Susan, for calling. We wish you a wonderful day. Thank you to both of you. I really appreciate this. All right. You're welcome. Bye. So who do we have next, Eric? Now we've got Marjorie calling from Seattle. Uh, She was born May 14th, 1958, in the morning in Seattle. In Seattle. Mm. What do you mean in the morning? That's kind of vague. Yeah, that means that she doesn't know. Right, Marjorie? (laughs) It was the best I could do. (laughs) And that's pretty good. I'm telling you, I've had to have my chart rectified. So, uh, yeah, I understand that completely. Right. So could it be, Marge, that it was um, like 3 in the morning? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it was more like 7 or 9 in the morning. I, I, okay, that's helpful. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and okay. so, March, you have a specific question for us today? No, I just want to know what the point of my life is here. And oh. Whatever she can tell me. I think that's pretty specific, you know, getting down to <laughs> life no, purpose. You're yeah. not alone. I think if everyone in the whole world yeah. had one question that they could ask, yeah. It would be, what am I doing here? Exactly. Okay, Marge, so here we have sun, and, so it's May 15th, 58, that's what you said? May 14th. May 14th, okay. So one of your gifts is your humor. Thank God for your humor. You have an ability to laugh when everything else goes wrong, don't you? Oh, I, sometimes, I, I think I cry well, that's more your life lesson. If you want to know what your life lesson is, you were born in the year when Saturn was in Sag, and you came in this life to be able to keep your humor because you can get so caught in the details. You know, you have a very strong, you're a Taurus, and as we know about Tauruses, they get really caught by practicality, and it's not your strong suit. You only have one planet on Earth. So you've got to be able to keep your um, energetics going even when you've got so much fire. Do you do physical exercise? Yes, I do. Are you consistent about that? Uh-huh. Was that a yes? Yes, she yes. said yes. Yeah, because you have six planets in fire, an extreme amount, and not very much Earth. Oh, okay. You're not being practical? I'm sorry, what? Do you feel like your practical self is not your strong suit? Does that worry you? Yes. Yeah. And what do you do for work, Marge? Well, right now, nothing. Yeah, this is your. <laughs> this is what happens when you have no Earth. So you've just come through a transition about four months ago that was a major turning point, and it's going to feel awkward. But the thing that's important for you to know is when you're lacking Earth, is practicality and repetition and structure. 
is very, very important for you. Doing ritualistic things like eating at the same time and going for walks and doing mundane activities that bore you that actually create groundedness. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, it does. I think that's why I, you know, walk around Green Lake every day and, you know, I do try and do structure even though I'm not working and I'm, I'm frustrated because I'm trying to find something that, find a way to make money doing something I'm passionate about. I just haven't found a way to do it. Because I, I just can't go back to what I was doing, which is accounting. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate, I do that. Here's no earth, and she was doing accounting, which must have driven you nuts. I hate it. You know I hate to say this, but something mundane. So here's the other option, because accounting is definitely in your chart, even though I know it's boring. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could make money from physical exercise, it would be such a fun mm. thing for you. If you could be a trainer or you could work with people around their energy or getting people motivated to go for hikes and walks, is that something at all interesting to you? Uh, not really. I tried to teach a class one time, and I wasn't very good at it. My passion's actually nutrition, and I'm working on uh, getting my a certification in nutrition. Well, that sounds perfect. That sounds like it all mixes in well. Nutrition. That's exactly what I'm describing, inspiring people into action Mm -hmm. and coaching people. But you're going to have to know that you resist practicality and you tend to get yourself caught in negativity when it starts to be mundane. You are prone to being bored. (laughs) But the funny thing is, it's just this lifetime you promised to be able to keep your humor or the big picture in focus while you're doing mundane tasks. Because if you don't, you're going to feel very scared financially. It's always going to be an issue. Oh, definitely. Right. It's always been an issue. And, and so uh-huh. now that you're not working, are you, like, finalizing your degree in nutrition or your certification? I'm, I'm working on it. I have a stack of books to read. Yeah, because I keep getting, get on this, get on it, finish it. I mean, you have all this wonderful free time right now. Because when you tell me that you got laid off or you quit working a few months ago, I thought, oh, thank goodness. You know, the, and all this free time is really to help you to finish your nutrition certificate. So you really want to take advantage of this time and finish it so that when, you know, a few more months roll down that you'll be able to start working in, in a new arena. And the cool thing is Jupiter is about to enter Aries come um February, January, February, the new year, and you have three planets in Aries. So Jupiter is the planet of luck. Oh, so you better hurry up. <laughs> when, when does that happen? January, February. Okay. Yep. Oh my yeah, gosh. Through, January, February through the spring. You better hurry up. Uh, okay, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you so much. And who do we have next, Eric? Well, next we've got Lynn on the line calling from Seattle. Uh, born May 8th, 1955 at 5 p.m. in Inglewood, New Jersey. Oh, in New Jersey. So, Lynn, how did you end up here? Um, my dad came out with my family. Um, as a uh, eight-year-old, and I am so blessed to be out here. <laughs> Do you have family on the East Coast? Um, you know, a lot of them have passed away. Just uh, some kind. And um, I thanked my dad so many times for making that decision. Because <laughs> your family energy on, on the East Coast is actually quite heavy. And even mystical. I don't know if you had someone in the family that was a reader or a psychic or an intuitive or, you know, maybe you joined the circus. I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, that energy is really heavy. So maybe there was a lot of drama or some trauma in the family on that side uh, in, uh, in that area. Do you know of any of that, if that's true or not? Not necessarily. Um, you might hmm. want to ask some questions. 
Because I think some information. Yeah, I think your gratitude is more than just the fact that you love the Northwest. I think it was like a get out of jail free card. <laughs> you know, no offense to your family on the East Coast, but I think it would have been a, a very difficult um, childhood otherwise. Well, that's why I, you know I just think things are so much carefree out here. It's just a different lifestyle, and I think I was really blessed by him making that. Decision. Yeah, I agree. So, Deborah, what does her chart say? Well, you have a very interesting thing in your chart, Lynn. You have a strong, it's called a yod, Y-O-D. Oh, it means you've been those. pointed at that there's a strong destiny in your chart. And it has to do with um, you dealing with, it's going to sound funny, but death and dying and people's hmm. psyches and being able to really be with people at times when they're really in crisis. Have you helped anyone in that situation? No, and this is the second time it's been brought up, second or third time. Maybe she what was. Do you do, Lynn, what do you do? Um, sales. She does sales. Well, you've got a very. This chart is prosperous the second half of your life. Something is definitely going to change mm-hmm. in two years when your Saturn return happens in 2000. And, uh, where are we? 2012. You're going to go through another opening. What happened in 1984, 85? That would be curious. When just when you were turning 30, do you remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? What, how, when I was turning what, what did you 30, say? when you were turning 30. 30, what on earth? Um, I don't remember anything quickly, um, 30. I got you, married. Uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> I don't remember anything quick. Let's see, I was the year I got married. <laughs> well, that, your marriage is part of your destiny. This is to do with this next two-year window. You have a very solid, stable, loyal nature, and you have a gift as a Taurus with your Saturn and Scorpio to really hold for other people. And you may not realize that, but in your family, even what uh, Marie was speaking to, even in your family, you're a very stabilizing factor. And your challenge at this next window is going to be life is coming in to offer a change in about two years. And you're going to want to be open to it because you're so stable, you can get very steady in your own path and not be, um, in your mind, you're changing all the time. But in your behavior, you tend to be someone that repeats yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, do you I was just going to say, do you see um, a divine right partner coming in soon for me? Well, that's exactly what I see. That there's something in two years' time where there's a partnership not unlike when... So you got married, and when did you get divorced? Uh, two years ago. Yeah, well, this is the change. You're in a perfect... So just be aware that relationship and going deep and psychologically, you've got... It'd be great for you to get some really good books on relationship, like Conscious Loving by the Hendrixes or doing some work with... Um, you know, anything to do with relationship, you are someone who's built to be with people in difficult times and or a partner and really understand the psychology. You're a natural psychologist, but you're such a giver, you would tend to get stuck. What do you do for work? Um, well, I'm in sales. That's right. You said that. Yeah. yeah. And what about hospice, since she has yeah. that death and dying exactly. connection? That's exactly right, Marie. Yeah. I don't know what I want, though. I know, but maybe if you start reading these books on religion, I mean, not religion, relationships, could be the same thing, and and go ahead and do some volunteer work in hospice, you may notice a change. I mean, sometimes just being in a certain place with certain energies can be what flips the switch. Boy, would that be amazing for you. Now, I don't know about your time of birth, so I'm working with this this 5 p.m. Is that actually off your birth certificate? It was Mother's Day, yeah. You're so right, Marie. Hospice, psychology, going deep is really, you've got an exceptional gift in this chart. But Mm -hmm. your indecisiveness is your Libra rising. You can't decide. Mm -hmm. 
So take our, take, you know, go read. There's a great book called Who Dies by Peter Levine. There's some wonderful Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Yeah. There's some deep, deep material out there that I think you'd be natural. And you're going to come through a change with relationship and with work in two years' time. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lynn, for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. You know, sometimes, Deborah, we're going to take a break here in a little bit, but sometimes, Deborah, people just don't realize how deep they are or how intuitive they are or how wise they might be or um, how savvy they might be with resources. Don't you think sometimes you're bringing something up to the surface for them or maybe many times that they have no clue even exists for them? Oh, I think that's what happened to you was you were a nurse and suddenly something popped open and you had no idea that was your gift. So if you can't get popped open by circumstance, it's always good to seek counsel from an astrologer or from a psychic or an intuitive or someone that you can trust because we can't see ourselves. I don't know what God was thinking when she did that one. <laughs> but we have this lack of object. You know, if you don't tell me my strengths, I'm like, really? And then I suddenly go, oh, you're right. In her case, with Lynn, honestly, her that child depth. is a natural-born counselor. That's amazing. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Deborah Silverman. Feng Shui Now. Unlock your potential through an intensive one-day beginner's workshop Saturday, October 23rd at the Redmond Town Center Marriott from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. You will learn how to transform your living or office spaces through a few simple feng shui principles, allowing for a new flow of energy in your spaces and your life. Join feng shui expert Natalia Priest, Reiki intuitives Bob and Myra Torres, and life organizer Lori Becker for this transformational day of embracing your personal energy. You will walk away with the tools to create the living space and life that you have always desired. Seating is limited, so register today at www.symbolicspaces.com or call 425-391-2637 for more information. Call or get online now. This is a workshop that you don't want to miss. The Gary Mant Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. At 7 p.m. in the spirit of the secret and what the bleep do we know, a new movie called Wake Up has just been released. The true story of an average guy who inexplicably develops the ability to reach other dimensions, Wake Up recognizes there's more to this life than meets the eye. And at 8 p.m., we're calling all angels with the deeply insightful Deborah Wilson, and she will take your calls. The Gary Mant Show, this Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn Merritt's Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
Welcome back to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, and we have Deborah Silverman live on the phone from Colorado, an amazing astrologer. I've had a reading with her myself. Actually, almost a year ago, Deborah, when you were in Seattle, I think in January, is we met the first time, because we have a mutual friend. Of course, she's been a friend of yours forever, and not um, that long for me. And she told me about you. It was the first time I'd actually heard about you. And she said, she's going to be in town. I think you should have a reading in person. I'm like, okay, fine. Because I love astrology. I get at least one or two readings a year. Um, from people. And, and I, what do you love about astrology? Well, because I don't get it. You know, it's like I look at my chart, which I think is very pretty, um, but I don't get it. You know, I just don't really, you know, I mean, I, I know what it's what you tell me, but I don't really get it. So I feel like it's a way where I can see myself um, without me interrupting, so to speak, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I, I like uh, it a lot. But- Plus, it's also predictive and I love anything to do with prediction. <laughs> so, so I like that as well. You're a prophet in disguise. I am. Yeah, I would rather be an oracle, actually, and have full sight of the future. (laughs) That would really make me happy. Wouldn't that be magic? Oh, I would just love that. But instead, I have to be in the present moment like everybody else (laughs) and and have some ideas of the future, but not get caught up in it happening and just... It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. So who do we have, Eric, on the line? Well, next we have Cammy calling from Orlando, Florida, and uh, just to save time, we gave uh, we gave Deborah all the birthdays and times uh, during the break here, so we can skip that. But uh, we've got Cammy on the line from Orlando, Florida. Hi, Cammy. Hi, Cammy. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Thank how you about for, you for taking and, and Marie. I I feel the same way as as you. I could hear the stuff, the astrology, but I have to hear it a couple times. I don't know why it never. <laughs> Seems to make as much sense as um, as it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I get it. I do. It's a language. It's a it's a cosmic language that is ancient and timeless. And for some reason, we never learned it since we've been in this era. It was a time in history where people valued this as though it were the direct doorway to understand our our blueprint and why we're here. So mm. we don't have the language. It's just like going to a foreign country and going. Now, what do they say? Yeah, I, I, I love all the, the visuals, all the pictures, and I love old astrology books. They're just so beautiful. Mm. Well, that's funny, Cammie, because you have a beautiful chart. You have six planets in water, and they're all in the right degree to make them look like a big, giant triangle in the heavens when you were born. There was wow. literally a big, giant triangle, which tells me immediately that you're extremely intuitive, that you get gut feelings all the time. Is that true? Yeah, my gut. <laughs> My gut takes a lot of work. <laughs> and the challenge is, with with this much water, is people like you who are very sensitive tend to go negative. They tend to, because the, you know, the water, it's so symbolic, we can't drink the water anymore on this planet, that we have to drink it in bottles, that we've undervalued the realm of intuition and feeling in the invisible world. Wow. So we get, it's, it's a fat, sad truth. But the gift of water is being able to sense things without being told them and being able to make the distinction between what's scary and fear and what's really deep and true. And so for you, Cammie, in this life, it's a challenge to not get caught in scaring yourself and just knowing that that was an intuition. Nope, that was a fear. I'm scaring myself, and I've got to be able to manage. It's like navigating your way with your eyes closed and being able to feel where's the light and where's the dark. And that's one of your challenges this life, and you are very gifted. Do you do art? Do you make anything with your creativity? Yeah, when I have free time. <laughs> well, but you also, I think my creativity usually comes working with people. Yeah, but you also um, work professionally in the art world. Well, I work at a very creative um, university, 
Mm-hmm. And um, it's just being around creative people is just, you know, keeps my energy really high. Mm. Well, being a Capricorn, your function this life is to ground people and to give us structure and to provide jobs and rules and tell everybody what to do. So that's one half of you. And the other half of you is this creative, very good cook. You must be a great cook, are you? <laughs> yeah, I love to cook. It's like when you're put into a room where there's invisible, this is why you've got to put away the cookbook and let yeah. yourself flow. And when you're at work, yes, the structure is very valuable. What do you do at the university? I advise people on how to find their career. Oh, it's so perfect. So and creative. You know, creative and you people. Trust I'm your tummy? With, you trust your gut? Yeah. <laughs> I try, you know. Sometimes I take it into my gut, though, and, you know, I worry about all these people finding, finding creative jobs, you know. Well, here's the trick, is you've got to have faith. We're back to the word trust, and now we're going to add faith to the equation. This is the third person today that has Saturn and Scorpio. People that are born in 54 to, from 53 to 55, they really had a challenging time learning how to deal with fear. And there's not that much to be scared of when you really face the truth that we're safe here because life is having its way with us and truly God or life or spirit has our back. It doesn't seem that way when we're going through a hard time, but we are basically here to learn lessons. And you, Cammie, are a very good student of life. It's just that you worry about everybody else. Wanting to make sure that they're happy, and then and, and, and it's like the the mother who wants to serve everyone food, and sometimes the kids need to be hungry. Yeah, that's that's good to be reminded of that. I, I need to hear that. You know, someone once told me, get out of the way and let the angels get in, that those of us that try to help, we interrupt the angels, that people learn their lessons on their terms, and we have to back up and let the angels in. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, that's a good one. That That's a really good one. That's great. So that's your gift, Cammie. You have such a gift. You're a blessing to be around. You have a natural, healing, soothing quality. And you've got a split between mispractical and then misintuitive. And the intuitive realm, when you have this much water, it's the art to learn how to let it go, take showers, go in the hot tub, you know, <laughs> have a glass of wine, and really let yourself just let go. Because you don't want to good. carry the pain of other people's at your expense. Uh, thank you. I really needed to hear that. Yay! Well, thank you, Cammie. <laughs> Have a fantastic day in Florida. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Who else do we have, Eric? Now we're going to talk to Leah calling from Wyoming. Great. Perfect, Leah. Hello. You may just to jump in. Are you there, Leah? I'm sorry? Are you there? He- yes, I'm there. Hello? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. So you have, do you want to ask a question or you want me to jump in? Um, well, basically, I just want to know what my life's purpose is and what kind of ideal career path is for me. That's so funny. I swear, I can make a fortune just telling everybody I can answer the question of what their <laughs> purpose is, because everybody and their cousin wants to know. Right. It's such an important question. It is so important. Well, you're, you have, this is a wonderful life lesson. You're Saturn's and Leo. You have the gift, this life of joy and playfulness. But somehow in your childhood, there seems to be a restriction that put you in a dampered position where it wasn't safe for you to be as bold and as big as you want. Can you see that? Um, I think that was more, was there sort of, I guess. Sorry? I'm, so, I'm sorry? Was there a restrictive parent when you were growing up? No, I think it was more self-restriction. No, well, uh-huh. well, here's what I think is, first of all, yes, she does hold herself back significantly, but, um, sorry, Leah, um, but she's, 
Leah doesn't want to make any mistakes, doesn't want to break any bridges, you know, so risk taking, even though she has this wonderful Leo and Saturn is challenging for her. And I would think both of the parents, actually, when I look at them, were very responsible parents, by the way, really good parents, but a little bit too conservative in their parenting is how That's I, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Leah? Uh, no, I feel like they gave me a lot of freedom and let me do pretty much whatever I wanted to do. Hmm. So what holds you back, Leah? That's a c- good question. I'm sorry? What holds you back? I think it is my own self, like Marie was saying, my own self-judgment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, well, let's go with that. So there's a critic. It's definitely strong here. Saturn's on your moon, and you've got a restrictive emotional body that may have just been the way you came. The gift you have, without question, is performing or being in the world in a public way. And I can see where there might be inhibition, but that is definitely one of your gifts, is how can I show up and be the teacher or be the presenter, or whether it's clothes or design, there's some very creative design. need. Design. Mm. There's a creative need to be seen. Can you feel that? Yes. Mm. And do you do that? Do you let yourself be seen? Uh, more, well, I would say more of my writing is my creative out. Um, outsourced, but it's more, but I don't really want to be seen personally. I'd rather have And how about your clothes? Are you someone that loves to dress with a unique style? I feel like that is my big um, blockage, that I'm not good at it at all. Really? So uh, this is so (laughs) peculiar. I would suggest to you, it would be great for you to go get some counsel with an astrologer or with even a um, vocational person, because the gifts that you are born with and what you're actually doing don't match. And that's what's probably creating the frustration. You are for sure a designer. Does that surprise you completely? Um, I guess designer is in sense of style and kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. You go ahead, Marie. We're dealing with the Pisces. they got two fish going in opposite directions. Well, and they're so sensitive and deep. So, like, even when I was talking about Leah's parents, she would never want to criticize them. I mean, ever in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's I think it's challenging to get down to the nitty-gritty when you're not really willing to look at everything, like put all the cards on the table. Like be, in my mind, that's that part of coming out, is being embarrassed as, as anything that you could possibly be. Really allow yourself to be completely vulnerable. I think that's when you're going to allow yourself to be a risk taker, see more of who you are, because I agree you're supposed to be a big person, got this huge aura, tons of energy. But it's like you you want to do it all perfect and in the right order. And true power comes from being vulnerable, which means feeling kind of cruddy. But in, but in a different way, in a way where you go, wow, I can show all my colors. It's like farting in public, so to speak, <laughs> you know, and nothing bad's going to happen. And, and that's so maybe if you could even think that that's what you're going to do, which, of course, you would never do, is going to kind of fart in public. It's one of, that's a great idea. It's a taking the risk of being seen because you definitely have a style. And that is one of your gifts, whether it's through writing, whether it's through your dress, whether it's through, you know, somehow you're a unique character. You don't see the world the way others do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, maybe practice that. You know, practice being seen and being embarrassed. Yeah, being vulnerable. Taking a risk, being out in public, dressing up and being willing to be seen and noticed. I bet you're really pretty. She is. You have Venus on your sun. She is. Yeah, you are very pretty. How do you know? Leo, is that one of the things that happens? You get a lot of attention? Um, a, a little bit. I wait tables, and so I get kind of some attention from <laughs> a certain type of person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's darling. And we've never met, I believe, Leah, but you are you're just darling. You really I are. think it's permission you know what'd be really fun for you is permission to dress up when you're at work and be a little gregarious and play the role as though you were acting. 
you were this really open, kind of crazy girl. And then go back okay. to your normal self later. But just practice. Take the risk to start opening up. It's just what Marie said. Yeah. Giving yourself permission to go a little bigger than where you've been comfortable. Yeah. And you know what my daughters taught me um, a while ago when they started to blossom into beautiful young women with nice curves and they still wanted to dress, you know, youthfully and a little showy. And I remember we'd be on a public street and men would turn their heads and gawk at them and, and I would want to go over and smack the guy who's staring at my 15 or 16 year old. And my kids go, Mom, it's okay. And, you know, that, I don't have to take what they're thinking or feeling into my body. I love to feel feminine and attractive in my body. And it wasn't like they were dressing risque, but you know, when I see you at work, I see you concerned. You don't want to give the wrong impression. Um, but what I would think about is give the impression of what feels good to you and how other people see you doesn't matter. Just exactly. only how you feel. Okay? okay. That's going to set you. you free to find your career because it's only when we're free to be ourselves that our calling finds us, and we're restricted or we're trying to be good. How does it go? Good girls don't get much done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that one. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day in Wyoming. Thank you. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. I think it was well-behaved women rarely make history. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Eric. I just make up stuff when I don't know the right answer. Hey, I like it. It's all good. Both are good slogans. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk to Christy and Kenmore now. Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Marie. Hello. Hi, Christy. So, um, did you have a question or you want me to jump in? Oh, I just, you can jump in. <laughs> okay, well, you have lots of fire, so we could do a lot of jumping with you. Yes. You have more fire, six planets in fire. So, this is the enthusiast. You have an incredible gift for getting people excited and turning them on to life, and you're one of those people that really, honestly enjoys everything until your Scorpio rising comes to get you, and then you get scared. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Do you know about that scary part? Well, it... I guess the fear, sometimes the fear gets so overwhelming, and then you stop and you get paralyzed and go, oh, gosh, what do I do? Well, I have to go through it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's hard, but I've done it. <laughs> well, you should be very good at numbers. Do you do anything with numbers? I love numbers, and what I like to do is Kino, Lotto, and... You know, you are a natural gambler. I am. That's my favorite. I mean, I like to play bingo or, like, maybe go play the slot. Do you win? (laughs) No, I haven't won the big one yet, but, I mean, I like to play. Oh, that's doesn't so matter. Funny. That's the funniest thing, Marie. Chrissy doesn't care if she wins. She just loves the cheese. (laughs) You love the energy. Yeah, it's it's the fun. It's the thrill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This much planet and fire, you would do. The thing is, when the, your job this lifetime is to walk through fear, but okay. more importantly, it would be a real stretch for you to, to talk about it, to be able to say out loud, I, do it anyways, but say, and be our human example of openness, and say, I'm scared, you know, this is just push the button for me, and be able to verbalize. It's not easy for you to verbalize, is it? Well, I think I can verbalize pretty well. Oh, let me put it another way. Is it hard for you to speak to your feelings, to go to speak deeply from where you're scared or you're hurt? Yeah, well, when I get scared or hurt, I kind of clam up and just That's get my point. Go nonverbal yeah. and you go inside. So if, right. you, if this is the thing, this lifetime you came in to really encourage people to, one, take risks, have fun, and tickle them. So you're like a party <laughs> waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Then the other part of the story is you have a, a quality that gets, um, is what, exactly what Marie was talking about earlier, that vulnerability... When we're vulnerable, we really expose our real human self, and there's something so empowering about being able to do that in the presence of our family or our friends, 
And you have that ability when you're verbal. But mm-hmm. typically you would present to the world this very happy-go-lucky character with the scary side underneath going, I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could give voice to the worry part, that's a healer. You are coming to heal the human condition that has to do Aww. with fear. And it's, I like to think of fear as false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Like you are prone with Scorpio rising to be a little bit negative for okay. no reason. You are the uh, you are completely a ping pong game between optimism and pessimism. <laughs> Can you feel I like that? Optimism better. <laughs> Can you feel when the pessimism comes in? Are you aware of it? Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like. Well, I don't like negativity. I mean, I just when other people are negative to me, I just stop doing that to me. I don't like it. So here's the thing with negativity and water. We had another. Um, person calling earlier today with water. It's the only way through negativity is to go through it. If we try to deny it or we walk away from it or we push those people away, it's our gift, those of us who are spirited and you're spirited, Christy, to be able to take on someone's negativity, either yeah. speak straight to it and say, look, this isn't working for you. I'd love to hear your negativity. Give me three minutes and then we're done. Right. And then we're done. <laughs> right. Okay, that's good. Because I have some friends that dump on me and talk to me and they keep calling and calling and calling. Yeah. And then, You've got a choice. You can either take the negativity and walk on, or you could know to let go. Go ahead, Marie. What were you? Yeah, I was going to say she might need some new friends, and I—I mean, not might. I mean, you do, and I completely agree. I think that when you push away negativity when it's there for you know normal reasons, you actually make it bigger. But when you you know talk about it, look at it, embrace it, then you can come to some peace about it, and then it floats away. Yeah, and then that's her gift, is what you're saying, Deborah. That's the cu- isn't that curious? So it's take like, it in, listen to it, and then let it go. Exactly, and just okay. give it a timeline. Like I'm going to go into my pain right now. I heard this great story about these old rabbis that they would spend. It's a funny story. They would spend one hour every day really crying and whining, and then the rest <laughs> of the time they were ecstatically happy. Okay, I, and I love, love it. That. That, that is definitely you. You have an extreme quality on both sides. But those yeah. friends who call you all the time to dump, eh, yes. sorry. Yeah, I know. Three minutes and then I'm done and let it go. Yeah, well, you I tell them that. It's, I'm, giving you, three, I'm giving you however long, <laughs> yeah. and then we've got to move on because I can't keep doing this. And then if they don't move, then Marie's right, and you've got to go, you know what, this isn't working for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a wonderful day. I will. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Deborah. You're welcome. So, Deborah, you're going to be here in November, November sixth and seventh. You're going to first weekend in November. Yes. And I get to play astrology. You're going to play the... astrology here in Seattle, and so people can go to your website to register for that class. Correct? That's true. It's DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Oh, oh, I'm just so excited because you are hysterical. I mean, you can tell by listening to her on the radio how funny Deborah is. Well, wait a minute. Here's when it gets funny. On my website. When you click on DebraSilvermanAstrology.com, you'll see your sign at the very top of the web of the page, and you click on your sign. So if it's Aries, you click on Aries, and up will come this little 10-minute video of me doing my public schizophrenia, <laughs> where I act out all the different signs. That's when it gets funny. But, you know, I, I'm not so funny in real life. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. I've, I've no, I know, I know. dinner with I, you, I, taught with you, hung out with you many times, and you're funny. You're quite I, you funny. You know what? I think this planet is so painful on one hand that if we don't turn the pain into joy as my good friend says laughing and crying are the same release Joni Mitchell (laughs) oh I love that absolutely love that I think we can go to the phone lines get one more but we have to be very quick all right okay that would be Christina is that right Eric? that would be Christina calling from Seattle hi hi Hi, Deborah and Marie (laughs) hello well Christina you are in did you have a specific question or you want me to jump I'll let you jump (laughs) <laughs> Ding. 
So you are in a transition over this next, in 2010 through 2011, you're going to go through a very big change that you need to be warned. This is a good time to get a reading done. Because you're having a transformational era. It's called a karmic moment in astrology, where there's certain cycles, early Capricorns, anybody born from December 21st to December 28th, this era is a time where you are really being asked to let go of an old skin. Can you feel it? Yeah, I feel it. I'm ready. And the good news is, you're, not only are you ready, but you're, you know, here we go with fire again. Your life lessons fire. I think this is Marie, because she loves fire people. I you're do. Drunk, right? yeah. um, you have a very strong and powerful ability to change and to go through life change and not to That's resist. shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Capricorns don't always feel that way. That's, That's right. True. You're not a typical Capricorn. <laughs> no. I'm yep. glad to hear that. I re- I've had I've been really stuck for a long time. or felt well. Stuck, you are so. not. Are you going to be? Are you in Seattle? Is that true? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you would be. This would be a perfect time for you to learn astrology. You're coming into a Jupiter um, transit, like we were describing, because you've got Moon in Aries and Saturn in Aries. So this Jupiter is the planet of luck, and it brings expansion. So you're in this turning point, but it's Aww. just you're you're not quite there yet. So don't get impatient. Okay. You know, you probably think you get you're so solid, but you definitely have energy. Tons. And so when is this change going to happen for her? When is this? You know? Okay, so so she's going to feel it very strong by um, March and April is mm. when the, with the movement becomes easy. It's more like a downhill movement. Right now you're just walking up to the top of the hill and you're going, oh, my God, I don't think I can keep walking. Because <laughs> the change is here, but it's like this is it's not, not moving fast enough. You know how that is at the end of the mountain climb? Right. Yep. Capricorn. I'm really wanting. I'm really wanting to make a career change. So there is such a transition going on, starting in February, March of spring, and then this whole year, while Pluto's in Capricorn from 2010 through 2012, you're going to find your finances, your um, physical body. You have the potential if you wanted to break any habits. This would be the time in the next six months to a year to really radically change some of your habits. Yeah, I actually have been doing that just recently, just exercising every day and trying yep. to sleep more and all that good stuff. That's it. Discipline and really giving yourself, you know, this is what I call discipline is discipleship. If I'm disciplined and I'm doing what's important for my body, it's because I remember who I am. And you have yeah. a very strong purpose, Christina. Your chart is, Aww. you should see the visual. Aww. What is it? <laughs> It's a, it's a T-square. She has an exact two planets opposite, 180 degrees opposite, and the third one is 90 degrees to both of them, and that gives me the clue that it's not an easy life, but it's a committed life. Right. Aww. And so the purpose, what would be the purpose? I mean, your life purpose lesson there? is in Aries, how to use your anger, how to use your drive, how to use your will to push and not settle ever for less than what wow. you want. Wow. Maybe that's why it's been so hard to get moving. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christina, for thank calling you. in. Thank you very much. Thank you. Me. Yes, congratulations. And Deborah, thank you so <laughs> No, really, I'm so happy for her. She's one of my mentoring students, so I'm thrilled. Uh, and so, Deborah, we, we're going to see you in just a few weeks. I can't wait to be with you and teach you. It's going to be so fun to watch it's your good. little Oh, mind. I can't wait myself. Thank you so much for coming. Have a wonderful day in Colorado. We send all of our love to you. Right back to you, Marie. Thank Alrighty. you. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you, everyone. Joyful blessings until next week. Bye-bye.